0: Welcome to today's BCOG online podcast episode. These weekly sermons are a part of the growing online ministry of God. Buford Church of God is a growing multi-campus and multicultural Pentecostal church north of Atlanta. We are reaching people around the world to see life transformed through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in with us and enjoy today's episode with Senior Pastor Joey Grizzle.
1: Psalm 126, they that go forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again, rejoicing, bringing their sheaves with them. This scripture came to my mind at Joanne Marsingill's grave. God reminded me that when this scripture was written, they that go forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again, rejoicing, bringing their sheaves with them, that that promise was given in response to their fear when they came home from Babylon after 70 years of slavery. They had been in Babylon for 70 years, and when they came back to Israel, they were singing and rejoicing. The Bible says their mouths were filled with laughter. They were so excited to go home until they got there. And then when they arrived in Israel, they realized the problem with an invading army in that day is they didn't just destroy the buildings, they destroyed the environment. Those invading armies would put rocks on the fields and oftentimes put salt where there was harvest. Because not only did they want to destroy the people, they wanted to destroy the land so the people would never rise again. They were seeking to blaspheme the God of that land by destroying creation itself. And when the Hebrews returned from Babylon, they were rejoicing, they were excited, they had seed for sowing, they had utensils for cooking, they had... Animals for traveling. They had all of the things that they needed, but when they arrived, they did not arrive in a land flowing with milk and honey. They arrived in a land that was a desolate desert. At that moment, they had a decision to make. Their children were crying. Their families were hungry. Would they eat the seed that they came to the land with and survive as long as they could survive, or would they trust God That they could place the seed in the ground, not looking at the desert, but rather remembering a promise uttered by Solomon when he stood at the dedication of the temple. If my people, who are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. When they brought that seed back and they saw the desolation of the land, they started to weep. And they said to themselves, if I put this in this desert ground, it may not come up. The ground is destroyed. It's cursed. It's vexed by salt and destruction. What will I do with this seed? Thus the song, they that go forth weeping, bearing precious seed... Not easy seed. Not cavalier lay me down to sleep at night prayers. The kind of prayers where if your baby doesn't get saved, you're afraid they're going to go to hell. The kind of prayers where it's your x-ray. The kind of prayers that if God doesn't come through, you don't know how you're going to make it. I know I'm not talking to everybody. Some people have cute little lives and they never have to worry and they never have to really call on God. But I'm talking to somebody who knows what it is to be late at night, worried about your babies, worried about your body, worried about your business, asking God, heavenly father, if I don't get a breakthrough, if you don't talk to me now, I don't know that I'm going to be able to make it through. Oh God, send the rain, send the rain, send the rain. Somebody talked to me about praying late at night. Know how you're gonna pay that next bill or reach out to that broken life that's in your family. Precious seed, they that go forth weeping, bearing precious seed. You won't weep unless it's precious, and it's not precious unless it's wept on by tears. Weeping and precious go together they that go forth weeping, bearing precious seed, when you release it into the ground, trusting what God says rather than what you see, shall doubtless come again, rejoicing, bringing their sheaves with them. So that the next year when the Hebrews praised God, After the ground responded to the rain and God sent his promise, they no longer had to simply sing amazing grace, how sweet the sound. They could also sing a new song. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body and he touched my mind. He saved me when it was just in time. Not only have I been saved, now I'm watching my salvation grow up in my life and produce a harvest that answers the needs of tomorrow. That's why Jesus, referencing the same story, said unless the seed be killed and placed in the ground, unless it dies, it will not bring forth life. They just had the triumphal entry. And here's Jesus talking about death because Jesus understood something. He understood that they weren't rejoicing over his kingship. They were actually rejoicing in the spirit over his crucifixion. He knew that he had to die. Christianity is backwards from every other religion. Every other religion is about acquisition of peace and acquisition of prosperity and acquisition of things. Christianity, no, we have to go down to get up. We have to die to live. We have to give to get. Somebody talk to me. Everything's backwards in Christianity because our faith is not predicated upon the assumption that when you give things over to God, that your whole life gets better. No, we recognize that Jesus, after raising Lazarus from the dead, after cleansing the temple, after having the triumphal entry, still had to hear those awful words, Crucify, crucify, crucify. He knew he had to carry a cruel cross up Galgotha's brow and declare from the top of that mountain, Father God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He had to die. Ah, but the good news of this week is we know what Psalms 126 has already told us. That they that go forth weeping to the cross shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing their sheaves with them. Because we are a witness that early one Sunday morning that stone was rolled away. And the Holy Spirit walked into that tomb and breathed life back into a lifeless body. And Jesus Christ came out of the grave holding keys to death hell and the grave. And now ascended to the right hand of the Father. We know that grave has no hold on us and death cannot terrify us because our names are written down in the Lamb's book of life. And when I was preaching this funeral, I stood beside the grave. Never had it hit me this way before, but at that grave, the Holy Spirit came down and I told the story of the Hebrews and the precious seed. And I said, you know what this casket is? It's not her. It's not Joanne. She's with the Lord. But what this body is to us now is a precious seed. And we're going to put it into the ground. And we're going to weep. And we're going to cry. But we're going to know this, that they that go forth weeping shall doubtless come again rejoicing. For we know that the God of the mountain is still God in the valley. The God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God at night. We trust that one day an angel will shout and a trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise and those that are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air. There's going to be a great getting up morning. We may have weeping on this side, but we don't weep as those who have no hope. Our prayers are not signs of brokenness they are seeds in the ground that will one day produce the harvest of rejoicing and an anthem of praise in our hearts because we know God will work all things together for our good for our good for our good so hold on children weeping may endure for the night but joy Oh, somebody talk to me. Joy is coming in the morning. I'm talking to a little girl who was abandoned by her father. And you think to yourself, how can anybody love me? I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good enough. There's no girl that's ever been abandoned by their father that doesn't have self-doubt. Always worried about whether or not they're measuring up. They hear a voice in their mind that constantly ridicules and belittles them. And they worry constantly whether or not they'll ever be anything of value to anybody else. Let me tell you something. If Jesus rose from the dead, then you have a father. If Jesus rose from the dead, you have somebody who believes in you. You are God's baby girl. You're somebody that belongs to the Lord. I don't know who I'm talking to today. Maybe you're a boy that has lost your mind in pornography. Maybe you've lost your mind in drugs or addiction. Maybe you're here today and you say, I'll never be anything to God. I've wasted so many of my years. God cannot do anything good with my life. But if God rose from the dead I promise you this there's no sin that can hold you there's no addiction that can chain you there's no accusation that can define you greater is he that is in you than he that is of the world God is on your side he's alive, he's alive, he's alive hallelujah hallelujah precious seed Do you realize that when you weep, the Bible says He collects your tears in a bottle? Every tear you cry is collected in a bottle. And it's poured out on the altars of heaven as a sweet-smelling savor, as the prayers of the saints. You may think God doesn't see you. Pastor, some of my tears I brought on myself doesn't matter. There's no such thing as bad tears in the kingdom of God. No sir. He collects those tears. They go into the ground of your spiritual harvest and they will bring about redemption in your life. They that sow in tears will reap with joy. Because God is alive. I want you to stand with me all over this house. Pastor Todd, musicians, if you'll come join me. I I want us to finish this. God started something in our hearts, and we're going to continue in this prayer vein for just a few moments talking about the good things of God. So let's just testify for a minute. I, I want you to think about what God has done for you. We say, well, Pastor, I've never done any of those crazy things that you've been talking about. I'm definitely not as crazy as Marty Compton. (laughs) Praise God for that. Praise God you didn't have to go through that. His testimony is His testimony. But you can say, the Lord preserved me. The Lord watched after me. The Lord put me on a good path. You can be grateful even though you don't know what hard times look like compared to others, you don't have to be in a wheelchair to appreciate the legs that you walk on. Now, I thank you, Heavenly Father, for my. We're here, aren't we? Brought us out, called us by our new name. I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. Washed in His blood and purified by His power. God has set me free. Yeah. I once was. But now I'm not. (laughs) I used to be. But today, I'm different. God has cleansed me. Wave at me if you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Now wave at him with the other hand if you've been redeemed. I've been been washed in his blood. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Anybody here been healed by the power of God? Anybody ever been sick and pray in the spirit till it disappears? I've done that. I've I've been sick at night, and I'll go into another room so I don't disturb my wife, and I'll lay there, and I'll just start praying and interceding in the spirit telling you it does something not only is it a great healer to operate in faith and prayer it's also a great sedative some of you can't sleep at night listen to me start praying god will help you to go to sleep or the devil will put you to sleep either way (laughs) start praying Pray in the spirit. Yes, sir. I've I've had sickness leave my body. I felt the power of the Holy Ghost touch me. I felt the spirit of God flow through my hands. And when I prayed for somebody else, he's healed me. Anybody here can look at a time in your life and you say, you know what? Had God not protected me that night, I'd have died. Yes, sir, all around. Look at this. This is called a Pentecostal church. We don't drive the same thing. We don't live in the same neighborhoods. We don't look the same. There's nothing about us that should get along with each other. We just all show up. Why? Because he set us free, and there's no barrier in the body of Christ. But may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. Give you peace. May you be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed when you rise and blessed when you lay down. I ask God to give you beauty for ashes. And the oil of joy for mourning. A garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. I pray that the coat of favor rests on your life. So that no matter where you go, people will know that you have been in the presence of the Lord. I pray that he would bless your business, your babies, and your bodies. I pray that whatever you put your hands to do would be tempered by the authority and power of the kingdom of God. That he'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. That no weapon formed against you will prosper. That whatever rises up against your life in the spirit God will condemn that all things will work together for your good may the road rise to meet you may the wind always be at your back may the sun shine warm on your face and the rains fall softly on your fields and until we meet again may God hold you in the hollow of his hand God bless you I love you. We'll see you next Sunday.
0: We hope you enjoyed Pastor Joey's word today. To find out more about our ministry, visit bcog.me. Our services are live streamed weekly on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you have any questions, you can talk to one of our pastors anytime via bcog.me messenger. See you again in the next podcast episode.